Hey, it's Bobby Hundreds, and you're listening to a very special episode of Bomb Talk today regarding NFTs, of course, artificial intelligence, and music. The juxtaposition, if not convergence, of technology and art is always a hot-button issue in culture. Many purists believe that tech has no business being involved in the human creative spirit. Meanwhile, those of us who appreciate NFTs believe technology has not only enabled but empowered and facilitated creators to execute ideas they wouldn't have otherwise been able to fulfill. Jeff Nicholas is the founder of Warp Sound and their NFT collection, Warps, which released the day after this recording. Warps is one of the most innovative NFT projects in the space because of its incorporation of music and AI. Jeff, our special guest Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park, Brandon Torrey and Steve Pardo will do a much better job of explaining this. Listen in. Good morning, everyone. How is it going? I'm actually uh, remote today. If you have not uh, <laughs> followed up on my socials. So the audio, uh, we're testing it out. Seems pretty fair. If it sounds good, throw up a, throw up a hand or something or one of those 100 little <laughs> emojis. Okay, perfect. <laughs> All right, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, GM. It's Monday morning. Uh, this is a little bit out of the ordinary for Bomb Talk. This is my weekly live Twitter Spaces talk show that uh, I'm doing on behalf of Adam Bomb Squad, which is our personal NFT project of 25,000 unique combinations of bombs and backgrounds. And uh, I usually hold the, the bombs, Bomb Talk on Monday afternoons, but um, we thought maybe it was best to get a head start on the day and the week uh, and begin a bit early because we have a very, very special bomb talk today with our friends from Warps and Warp Sound, which we'll get to in a second, uh, but they are pre-sales going live right about now, and their public sale goes uh, live tomorrow, so... Wanted to get ahead of that. So I think this is going to be fun because we have a bit of a unique um, new audience that we we don't really usually get this audience um, on Mondays. So we might have more of the European crowd in and that's and that's uh, that's going to be fun. Welcome, everyone, to Bomb Talk. You're, you're listening um, to me, myself. My name is Bobby Hundreds. I'm the host of uh, Bomb Talk by Adam Bomb Squad today. Our topic is artificial intelligence, music, and NFTs, all subjects that are quite scintillating, maybe a bit even controversial, maybe inspiring, depending on where you stand on the line of tech and innovation and how it can contribute and be additive to our lives and to our culture. Uh, we have some very special guests. We have Jeff Nicholas here. Jeff is a really good friend of ours, um, longtime friend. In fact, on the 100 side of things, so even before Adam Bomb Squad, I had a career co-founding the 100s with Ben. And almost 20 years ago was when I first met Jeff Nicholas. And we worked on some very early projects. In fact, maybe one of our earliest collaborations. Uh, and so he's just been with us along this journey of the hundreds 
And as we were all discovering NFTs about a year or so ago now, uh, of course, Jeff was right there alongside me as well, discovering and um, being inspired on, on what he could add to the conversation. We also have Mike Shinoda, another longtime friend of the hundreds of Adam Bomb Squad. Both Adam, uh, Jeff and both Mike are members of ABS. Mike is just longtime friend, homie. And so today's conversation, I think, is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I think we're going to be entering it and approaching it from uh, a completely different perspective than we're used to here. Just waiting for everyone to slowly filter in on this Monday morning. Uh, Bomb Talk is a weekly show that I do here on, on Twitter Spaces. All of the past ones have covered different subjects related to NFTs, Web3, uh, everything under the Web3 umbrella, the metaverse. And if you missed out on any of them, you can listen to them wherever you listen to your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Music, they're all there. We've had some really great guests along the way. And each show has been its own uh, conversation, its own unique talk. Uh, it's been really fun to navigate each one. You know, we've had guests ranging as far as uh, Steve Aoki from the first one to Gary Vee to Reese Witherspoon and Betty from the Dead Fellas. Uh, some of our guests have gone on to <laughs> just become massive names, household names in the NFT and Web3 space, like our boys from Artifact. We had Jeff Staple on in that show as a special guest. And now Staple has dropped his own NFT collection, the Stapleverse, which is just crushing it. What an exciting and crazy time for NFTs. I, you know, this is an insane bull run that we're witnessing. You know, projects are just exploding overnight. And, um, you know, we'll see how long it can last. I, I hope it just goes on forever. You know, with 8 billion people in the world that we know of, I think there can be an NFT for everybody. And so without further ado, I want to begin with the next big NFT project, which we're going to hear about today. It's called Warps, and it involves artificial intelligence and music. I want to bring up some, some of our close friends and guests up to the stage right now. We have Steve Pardo, who's the director of All Things Music and Audio. At, um, at Warp Sounds, we have Brandon, who's over at Google AI. And again, we have Jeff Nicholas and Mike Shinoda here. Jeff Nicholas is here um, as the founder of Warps, the project we're going to talk about. And Mike, um, who's a big part of it as well. And I would love to hear how Mike feels about it all. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Who else is in the room? So we got Brandon up on stage. I think Mike. Good morning, everyone. Happy to be Mike's here. It's coming up. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning, Steve. I just I Mike just came through the, the wormhole, Bobby, and I, and I, it's that whole thing when you're like going from the audience to the stage, and you're like, oh, I just missed the last ten seconds of whatever you said. So <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't much important. In fact, I think you're going to be the one who's going to have to um, fill us fill in a lot of the blanks because as much as I know about the project and as familiar as I am with you and everything that you've been working on and uh, just talking to you and Lindsay behind the scenes. Um, I don't think there's anyone better to explain what it is that you're doing here. It's not just the NFT project. This is the overall umbrella idea. The concept 
you came to me in, in early 2020 and was you were we were talking about this. And so even before both of us had discovered or, or stumbled upon NFTs, we were trying to, you know, we were we were talking about this idea. So so what is warp sounds? Yeah, so so warp sound as a whole is um, essentially a collective of virtual artists. So what we've been doing for the last two and a half years is building an AI platform that can create music in real time, create interactive music experiences in real time, and then uh, having that be performed by these virtual artists that we've created in that time period. And and really the, the thesis for all of this, Chris McGarry, our founder, um, the idea was like, can we create AI powered, AI composed music that you know, can be like commercially ready. Like, is that, can we actually do that? Can we create an AI system, machine learning system that can do that? So that's where we were at the beginning of the year. It was like, okay, we've worked for a couple of years on building this. It can do that. We've got these incredible virtual artists that we've designed and, you know, kind of launched out into the world. And then when NFTs hit, it was like, okay, here's a really powerful way to instead of, you know, web two model of pushing content at people, let's invite people into the community from day one. Uh, and so that that started us on our journey with authentic, authentic artists as the parent with authentic artists and warp sound for, you know, web three and NFTs. Just as far as your personal journey uh, began, what was it about NFTs that stimulated you, sparked your interest, and, and you saw as a potential path for the work that you were trying to do? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's really interesting. Like, you know, Mike and I have talked about this a bit, too, because, you know, Mike has been was early in the NFT space as well. And, and a lot of the people, a lot of people in the audience, um, we've had these conversations at length. I was just really taken by the the sort of creative sovereignty and with the ability to, like, put stuff out that wasn't for a client. I've spent my whole career working for clients and it's been great, like doing music videos for big artists and working with big brands, but I've never, I didn't really have that platform. And, you know, Bobby, you and I have talked about this a lot too, you know, working with the hundreds, having your own personal work and putting your own personal work out there. It starts to become, it's like, it's not a thing. It wasn't a thing for me. And so all of a sudden NFTs kind of opened that door up and, that was my first entry point in Chris Mortimer is a really good friend and he had helped put together the Jay and Silva thank you X launch back in like end of 2019. And he's like, dude, this is happening. And I just, I didn't get it as when he first sent it to me, but then I saw the drop and I saw what was happening in the creative freedom that they had to collaborate in that way. And, and it just, it captured me. And so I started releasing personal photography and started to feel a real freedom and that freedom allowed me to then leave, you know, I was at Live Nation at the time, allowed me to leave Live Nation and go, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this full time. And as we started doing that from the creative, as I started doing that from like the creative sovereignty side, then Warp Sound, it started to make more and more sense. Like actually these virtual artists and this whole world that we're building, why would it not be done that way? Why would we be beholden to the Twitch and the, the Instagram and, you know, the other Web2 platforms? when these are living, breathing virtual artists that are born of the metaverse. So it, it all just kind of clicked together really naturally for us. Brandon, I don't know if you or Steve wanted to add to that or even Mike, um, what you, uh, 
what excited you about NFTs when you first came upon them and, and how you saw that they can work together with music and AI? I think for me, Jeff touched on it. It's really the idea of creative sovereignty. You know, I've been in tech um, and music for a long time. I started coding when I was about 13 in a homeless shelter and just got so obsessed with it, but I couldn't figure out a way to uh, merge that identity of like technology with the hip hop side of myself. And Web3, I think, has solved that. You know, I think at this point, uh, one of my favorite sayings is that music is technology. And I think we're seeing that now with the Warp Drop as well. Yeah, I'll add, um, hey, thanks, Bobby, for having me um, and for all of us. This is quite a day. Um, but a, another thing that I was thinking about as Jeff was talking about what our tech brings to, to music, I, I, I've been working in games uh, most of my career uh, with harmonics, especially. So working on Rock Band and Dance Central and basically you know, these interactive experiences with music as the foundation, you know, people jamming on plastic instruments in their living room and then. Uh, later doing like virtual DJ sets with Fuser. But with what we're doing here with Web3, we're giving people another way to experience music creativity uh, with just the, the value of of this drop and what people are getting. It's not just, um, you know, just a simple song and a simple, it's like a whole platform. It's like we've been working on this for a long time, out not even considering Web3 as its foundation. And then when it came along, like Jeff was saying, it all clicked, you know, it's sort of like, oh, we're, we're going to be able to bring people into this community and to, into this tech that we're building and experience um, a way to engage and create with music uh, to, to, you know, a, a community that is rooted in it. Um, it can just be a living and breathing organism. And we're already starting to see some of that, Mike, what you did the other day uh, with one of our uh, sample tracks was unbelievable. What a stream. Um, I think everybody could, could see like, oh, this has potential. This is crazy. Yeah, in case uh, anybody missed the, that stream, I took um, some of the audio stems from one of the uh, Warps NFTs, and I, I basically used that as a starting point for like a a, music, a musical you know track, or like even if you can, you might consider it a remix. Um, it's funny because it's not like it's it's in a weird gray area already just just using something that was created by ai and then making something out of it um you're already in this like uh you can imagine if you were to try and put that out the first question would be like okay well who who are the writers <laughs> it's like well one of the writers is is ai like how did what does that mean um so we're in we're in a really interesting and and fun new territory um i got in touch well jeff actually the background with me and and uh warp sound and authentic artists was that um i guess i think jeff jeff did we did we meet at the when we did the welcome music video together or did we meet before that we met we met a little bit before that because i worked on um living things with you guys but then the welcome video was where yeah where you and i were able to actually like live was the was the living Things stuff was that the website stuff that we had done together yeah we did I, we did all of your web stuff for that but then also creative direction with your team so we right. came on to make to take the album packaging and yeah branch it across everything right 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 and one of the integrations was that really cool um so this is now we're talking about lincoln park so jeff and i've met um doing you know some art for i'd say art and technology for uh one of the album releases for an album called living things and then jeff and i did a uh 360 when when like vr was first starting to like 
um, people were starting to get interested in that. We did a 360 video called um, Welcome for my uh, Project Fort Minor. And um, that was when, like, the... Which the, I'm the, in, the... by the way. I, I can be Oh, in, yeah, Bobby, you're in. Bobby, I remember that moment when because I, I was am. running through the crowd with the camera, and I was like, oh, it's Bobby. And I, like, had to, like, spin around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We oh, have yeah, to post so that funny. somewhere up top if we can find it. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, and Mark. by the way, that was a funny... I mean, one of the things about that was, like, it's a... It was a... Already, everything that Jeff and I had worked on, those other things where we had kind of crossed paths... We were trying to take the technology of the moment, like what was happening, what people had access to, and push that further. Um, with Welcome, for example, it was a 360 video, and YouTube, that, like that week or that month, was debuting 360 videos for the first time, and we, we had happened to have already just made one. Um, the, uh, yeah, and when I had heard about um, Authentic Artists and Warp Sound, the idea of um, being able to, it, I think the thing that got me excited most was the idea of, of being able to kind of give an AI musician their personality. Like if anybody has ever seen Hatsune Miku or um, even Lil Michaela to a degree, like th these are uh, virtual characters that you're, you know, you're writing their story, you're writing their personality. And if, if they are a musician in this case, then you're, you're kind of helping um, decide, like helping helping put uh, deciding markers or, or or forks in their decision based uh, decision making process about what they would and wouldn't choose. Just the same way that, like, if you're you know a, a kid living in their parents' house, like making beats on your laptop, what are the snares that you would choose, and what were the what would be the snares that you wouldn't choose? What's the kick drum you would choose? What's the kick drum you wouldn't choose? And those are the decisions these characters make. I think one of the, the really interesting things for us was like, you know, early on there, we didn't want to come out with an AI platform that was just a, you know, score your, you know, use it as, as background music for your video or something like that. We really wanted this music to have a personality and to be presented in a way that, you know, you could attach to it. Like Mike's saying, like, these are characters that are making decisions and, and yeah, like a lot of the storytelling is, you know, created by the team around them. But then when they're performing live, they're actually Im improvising, you know, with the music in real time. And the audience can also participate with that through a bunch of interactive controls. And so, like, this positioning AI music through a virtual artist kind of contextualizes it for people. And, and you all of a sudden go like, okay, this is, this is real music being created. This is, there's real creation being generated here. And, and then there's, like, almost in a like an attachment that can start to form to these artists, just like any other artist. Like the name of the, the parent company is called Authentic Artists. It's a bit tongue in cheek because what, what is authentic? Like, what does it mean to be authentic when so much of what we listen to and see, you know, on general media is manufactured? What truly is authentic? And so how is, you know, how are these virtual artists any different? So, you know, when you kind of like put it like that and, and they're living and breathing and they're living out in the world and um, you know, they're collaborating with people and you can come and collaborate with them. It just changes our relationship to music. And that was a big part of what we were trying to do. Like we want to change the overall relationship that people have with music It take it from the background, you know, unless you're a huge music fan, that's usually where it lives and bring it into the foreground 
where it's just fun to play with it, even if you aren't a musician. Jeff, will you talk about some of the um, or any I wanted of the to team? Will you, oh, go will ahead, you talk about some of the um, the in, the like activations that you guys have done with the characters? Because I think that's one thing that's interesting interesting to me in terms of um, NFT drops is uh, people. I, I feel like a lot of times you can see when a roadmap is kind of like um, like they're just trying to almost like paint a picture of being around for a while when in reality a lot of drops don't have much of a real roadmap they have some some big pie in the sky ideas but there's there's not much there um and and i think in contrast one of the things i love about your project is that they're they're really you guys have already done so many interesting things with the characters and those seem like they would just snowball even though it's fuzzy into the future but it's they would snowball into bigger and, and cooler ideas yeah well it's the thing that we joke about all the time where we're like the drop is really the starting line and we've got a team that's built for scale we've got a team that's doing this anyway like we're on when you talk about a roadmap like we're already doing things because that's what we've set out to do and so now all of a sudden we can bring a community um and holders you know token holders along with us for the ride so, Mike, what you're referencing, we've there's a couple of key things that we've done over the past year um, that are really, really were designed to showcase like where the virtual artists can go. The first is um, we're live on Twitch every Wednesday night uh, at 6 p.m. Pacific. So we'll be live this Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific. The artists perform live and the audience is able to co-create with them in the chat. So you use chat commands to uh, vote to make it faster or make it slower or add different sounds or um, you know, different ways that the audience as a group collectively is able to influence the music in real time. And so every performance is different. Every song that's generated is being generated in real time. And then uh, the audience is participating. So we've been doing that. Um, and Mike hosted one of those early on, early days, like a V1 of those that was <laughs> pretty busted at the time. I think, I think when Mike hosted it, it was like, down for half the stream and then he had to like fill time and but you know now it's pretty rock solid and every week it goes up and, and we're having more and more fun with it and then you know the other the other piece was tribeca festival last year so we were invited to tribeca uh to perform live on a big 42 foot screen um that it was a covid uh covid safe audience at the time so everybody was kind of like spread out but um, about 350 people in the audience, 42-foot screen. We had A-Track, Cookie Kawai, and Princess Nokia on stage with us. And our artists were there performing live, AI-composed music. And those physical artists, those human artists, were, were collaborating in real time with our digital artists, with our virtual artists. And then the audience, through their phone, was able to do a similar thing that we do on Twitch. But you, like, mash the button on your phone if you want to make the bass drop or you know, change to a chainsaw sound or slime the beat, which is a thing that we, we let the audience do. And so that really showed like, oh, wow, like, you know, can these performers perform IRL in, you know, in our real physical reality in a way that's, that's impactful? And, you know, everybody left that performance just like on cloud nine because they were able to be part of it. And so when we look at that and we look at, you know, some of the people that we have, you know, as part of the company, like, you know, Charlie Walker from C3, who, you know, promotes Lollapalooza, is on the advisory board and 
you know, we've got people from Roblox and, you know, a bunch of other, you know, great, great advisors and contributors. We start to look at, okay, now, you know, for 2022, where do we take the virtual artists? Like, like when do we book the main stage at a festival or, you know, we're, we're a ways off from being able to do that, but we're not that far off from it because the collaboration already works. Um, the crowd can interplay in a way that's really fun and, uh, and the tech is there. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really exciting because when we started this whole thing, like Mike, when I reached out to you about this, we were like early days of like, okay, we're, we're building these characters. We've designed them. They have full backstories that are like, you know, cinematic backstories and they look great and it, the music's good, but we don't know what we're going to do with them now. You know, that was like a really big question early on. Like, where do these live? Where do they go? How do you, how do you build a career for a virtual artist? And, um, and now we're starting to really see like, it's all these little baby steps along the way, you know, the Twitch thing, Tribeca, now the NFT drop. And it starts to make more and more sense that like the virtual artist is almost just a figurehead for, you know, human and machine collaboration. They allow for humans, people to come into this world and go, okay, like, what if I pull that lever? And what if I push that button? And what if, you know, and, and now all of a sudden we're like making stuff with machines that we weren't able to make a year ago. And That's I think on that level, oh. oh, sorry, sorry, but I was just gonna say on that level, Brandon is, is a new, you know, friend, friend of the family, like who's been working in AI over at Google, we met in a space because we were talking about the convergence of music and AI and, and crowd play and stuff. And, and he's like, dude, this is, this is what I'm all about. And so that's the other interesting thing, Bobby, you talk about community all the time with hundreds and atom bomb squad. Like this is now creating a mechanism for community to form around people who are like, I have all these interests and before they never really came together but now all of a sudden music and tech and culture and all these pieces can like, I can like be my authentic integrated self because I can talk about them all in one conversation. You're listening to bomb talk. Uh, I'm Bobby Hunter, your host from the Adam bomb squad. And today we're talking about artificial intelligence, music and NFTs with our friends at warps and warp sound. Uh, Jeff Nicholas founder here, Mike Shinoda. we got Brandon Torrey and Steve also, from uh, the Warp Sound uh, community and brand is here. And um, before we move on, I want to announce, I'm going to bring Sandy up on stage from the ABS side to talk about the POAP. The POAP is a proof that you attended today's Bomb Talk, and she'll tell you how to claim it. It's a free NFT for all the people who come at me all the time and say, hey, this is only for rich people. This is a free <laughs> NFT. We give them away every week. Maybe it'll yeah. be your first one. Every single week. So yeah, happy to have you guys here. Good morning, everyone. GM, GM. Um, if you do um, revert to the pinned tweets in our Twitter spaces, we do have this tweet that starts with GM Squad. It's an early one today. Go ahead and tap on that tweet. And we have a form linked on there. Um, essentially what this POAP is, you fill out this form um, to grant you access to the POAP once we do get approved within this week. Um, but go ahead and fill out the form. You do need an access code. The code for today's form is machine shop. All in one word, all caps, machine shop, because of our grateful guests that we do have here today. So go ahead and fill that out. Um, you will receive your free NFT by the end of the week. Um, but yeah, enjoy the conversation. This is a great one. Thanks, Andy. Um, as we move into the second half of today's bomb talk and 
we're talking about AI music and NFTs. I think I wanted to address uh, maybe the elephant in the room. And it's something that I see come up a lot. Uh, the more that I vocalize my involvement in trying to figure out Web3, the metaverse and the NFTs, digital ownership, um, and especially when it comes to art and the digital space, uh, there seems to be this very visceral um, reaction from a certain segment of the community. I mean, people who just believe that technology is almost anti-human, goes against um, the organic, authentic nature of creativity. And um, for myself, I can see that side of things, uh, especially here in the West, we've kind of cultivated this very dystopian perspective on tech and innovation, especially uh, something as radical as NFTs and Web3 could be. And so uh, when it comes to the idea of machines and, and computers making music uh, alongside, or or is it even in, in replacement of human involvement, um, I can see how people can get up in arms about that. And, and Jeff, you and, and Mike, um, have been really proactive in talking about how this technology is not to replace any human involvement. It's really additive. It's to, it's to enhance and to equip us to do things that we weren't able to do before, which is how I perceive NFTs, the same way I perceive the metaverse. I think if we're just going to spend all this time, you know, we have to deal with the internet anyways. Let's make it beautiful. Let's make it textured and let's use it to imagine realities that we never were able to do before. So these are just tools for us to use. Um, my favorite, my favorite, please go thing, ahead. <clears throat> my favorite uh, question that I get from people who are not in the, in the blockchain and NFT space is what is it that, a, that an NFT does that can't be done better another way? Cause there's a lot of examples of people using them in things that are kind of skeuomorphic and, they're, they're not, uh, meaning they're, they're based on something that already exists, like a physical thing that's taken and, and kind of recreated digitally, for example. Um, my drop, which was called Ziggurats, it was a, it was a collection of 5,000 uh, mixtapes, each within, with, with uh, unique music and unique art, <clears throat> delivered to people digitally, paid for digitally, all transactions instantaneous. So, like, that's an example if you, if you were to say, oh, well, how, you know, what would the what would the, the version of that without NFTs be? I mean, let's let's not even talk about the fact that making 5,000 unique mixtapes with unique art and hand delivering them to people would be insane and crazy and expensive. Um, but the, the idea that creating these digital things and getting them to people and being able to use them digitally in a way that's um, expressive, like, you know, all of us are very familiar with the idea of buying something cool and using it as your Twitter profile picture or putting it on your watch or whatever, like those are fun ways to express your affinity for certain um, art, certain groups, certain whatever. And in this space, we're really pushing, I feel like we're, we're pushing the definition of what an NFT is for some people because they still think monkey JPEG. Um, in this case, we're really talking about not just like the idea of a great piece of art that was created from a human and AI collaboration. Um, shout out to Andy Poon, by the way, who's an incredible artist who did the, uh, the artwork for the warps. Um, but this is, you know, these are characters. There's 3000 of each 
of three characters, so 9,999 uh, NFTs. And, you know, you're, you're starting your, in a sense, like you're starting this, this um, I mean, some people would call it, could call it a relationship. Other people could say, well, I am bullish about the future for these artists or the future for this technology. So I'm, I'm going to get on board early and represent that affinity for the possibilities of something like this. I've gotten into a bunch of NFTs in that in that way, um, where I don't know what the founders are going to do. I don't know if the technology is going to work, but I'm I'm down to put in a little bit of money to support to like you know represent their their art in my you know on my page somehow. Um, and I know most of I think most of us are that way. Would 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 you guys agree? Or yeah, no. To- <laughs> yeah, totally, to- totally. I, I think um, I want to. I have a bunch of thoughts on on this, but I want to hold space for Brandon and Steve to to react to, um, and then I'll I'll come back around on it. I think it's a fantastic question. This is actually how uh, Jeff and I and Lindsay linked up. I joined the space and posed the question: What do we want AI to look like in ten years? The things we're seeing right now are phenomenal, but it's still very early, right? So, like ten, twenty years from now, what does AI look like? And I think one thing to pay attention to is the people behind the AI. Art has always been a way to transcend class, right? So people in the lower class can still create art and have impact independent of their economic status. And if AI creates a world where people with access to the highest level of compute can make the best art, that's a scary world to live in. So I think it is a valid question, but it comes down to the people behind the AI and the principles that we're setting forward as we curate and develop this space. Love that, Brandon. Um, yeah, my, my feelings of this are, I mean, I'm a composer as well, where, you know, lots of us on the team are musicians, and we, we have very strong feelings about this conversation. Another reason why, you know, it's in our name, authentic artists, right? I mean, we we want the virtual artists to be as authentic of a of a expression um, and, and true to, like, what we believe that AI can do as possible. So uh, personally, like getting to work with musicians on this tech has, has been a thrill. Like the, the people that we've looped in, um, including you, Mike and, and Floss, uh, Foster Domus and uh, all of the audio collaborators we've had the past two and a half years is, is seeing the expression and excitement that they have uh, putting into this tool because uh, this is a true collab. It's a it's a computer and human collab. The whole thing, all, all the way down. You know, um, it runs on its own. You know, when it gets down to the live show and when we're minting or when, when we're printing these, uh, you know, nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine songs. It's a truly generative uh, process. But um, the the nature of this being another tool in the musician's toolkit. Um, a part of another, a new kind of expression, I think is something that we've had since the beginning, you know, it's not re- out to replace, um, we're not going to replace, you know, a rec- uh, you know, human artists, we're not going to replace composers for games or TV, you know, it's in, in that way, it's a very focused endeavor, uh, a very focused expression. Um, and that's rooted in even the models that we create and the sounds that we have, um, truly like forming, uh, these virtual artists, uh, as as an as a new expression within the art, I think it, I, I'm so bullish on on the three of you guys and those answers. Number one, but it it it's really interesting to hear everyone's perspective on it. We do get that a lot of the time. Like 
are you trying to replace vir- or replace artists with virtual artists and that sort of thing? And and you know what you guys just broke down is exactly the the usual response. It's like this is additive, and it's about human and machine collaboration. We're already collaborating with machines in many different ways. You know, Lindsay likes to say all the time how she's a photographer. Um, when she goes and uses Photoshop and a tool in Photoshop. Uh, to do a healing brush or, you know, whatever, like she's using some form of AI in that tool. It's, you know, these are things that are, that we're using as tools, as artistic, um, to amplify, you know, an artistic creation in some way or, or to, to create something brand new because of it. And I think like my career and my life, I've had, there have been enough mile markers along the way that I'm, I'm able to see how, these things evolve and change and there's that that cycle of people really pushing back against them because they don't understand them and you know having a lot of fear around them and then starting to you know as it becomes more and more known starting to wrap their head around like oh this is actually cool and here's here's what I can do with it and it's not going to replace me and it actually you know gives me the ability to do more maybe Um, and, and I think back to like I was I'm you know early 90s or mid 90s kid like I was making ANSI art, you know, with 16 colors and, you know, a couple blocks of characters. And you would call that 8-bit art now. You would, you know, pixel art now. Um, But back then, you know, there wasn't a Photoshop. There wasn't, um, you know, all of these things. You had to do it basically in code. And everyone laughed at us. You know, we were these kids who were just like, you know, doing it on our computers. And the rest of the Internet, the rest of the world was like, what is that little pocket of weird art that you're doing? There's no point in doing that. It's not ever going to become a thing. And then you fast forward, you know, 20 years or whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, like digital art is a very much a thing. And the internet is very much a thing. And um, those tools that all the artists used to laugh at and say like, you're never going to make it as an artist using those digital tools are, you know, they're part of everything that we do um, from art to media to, you know, just living life. So, I, I think, you know, there's some, some technologies come and go and, and like VR is one that like we all still are pretty sure it's coming. Um, you know, people are getting headsets every day and, and having great experiences. But, you know, five years ago, it was like, it's the next big thing and it's taking longer. But um, at the end of the day, I think the ones that stand the test of time are the ones that like allow human, allow humans, allow humanity to um, continue to evolve our creative expression or you know, our, our just like general expression of life. I heard somebody say that like, there are things that humans do really, really well that AI is unlikely to do better. And then, and also vice versa. So, uh, you know, databases of information are better handled than something digital than a human brain. It would be hard for us without any you know, as I should say, like as is, it'd be hard for us to remember all the things that you could store in a hard drive, right? Um, and emotion and, and, and things like um, emotional intelligence would be at this point, that's more of a stretch <laughs> for for an AI to be able to, to comprehend that or, or to, to learn it. Um, and I know that like, you know, you can go deep on the on these like on podcasts on the subject, which you guys have done more than me. Um, but it's fascinating stuff hearing people with, you know, deep um, uh, academic careers in philosophy um, who are also making things in the AI space. 
um, and finding the places where those rub. I mean, that's a much, obviously a much longer and deeper conversation, but um, I think people would be surprised to see how much of it pops up in conversations about making, you know, AI music artists. I wanted to tap in on that real quick. So um, in the scientific community, right, there's a big conversation, um, particularly in AI, about whether or not humans really are just machines. And if human consciousness can be replicated um, by AI in the future. And I think with these types of projects, when it comes down to like purely creative tasks, we have the opportunity to see and discover that there is something fundamentally special about human consciousness, the ability to experience, the ability to kind of exchange emotion with each other. And I think that human machine collab, the way that, that uh, Warp is positioning it, can really show that. Um, so it's gonna be exciting to see how it pans out. I think Tara gave a really good answer in one of the other spaces, which is like, yeah, AI may, might get super advanced, but that's gonna open the door for humans to showcase the difference. Brandon, one of the things you just said, and that you said earlier about access and equity, um, is is one of the things I'm most excited about with this project. When I remember Mike and I had this conversation, we were working on some like early sketch uh, stuff for a for an artist, and and he's like, like we kind of both came to it at the same time. He's like, you need to do a generative project, and I'm like, I know, <laughs> and and I think that was like April of last year. And the thing that was so exciting about it to me as we started to go down that road was here we were building this AI platform that allowed us as the creators of it to collaborate with it and to present that music to you, an audience. But what if we turned it on its head and we gave you the ability to play with the output from the AI and now all of a sudden you can go create whatever you want to create. What that does from an access and, uh, and a um, equity standpoint is says, hey, you may not have the means to go get in a studio or to go call Mike or to you know do whatever um, to make music in that way. But here's this thing that is a beat, that is a series of beats, that is AI composed music based on a, a style or a vibe that you can get in stems and go do whatever you want with. And so now you take that, and like Mike showed on his, on his Twitch uh, last week, you take that and, and put a top line on it. You know, put a put a verse on it, take it into, you know, logic and and play with it, take it into Ableton and mess with it, like build something out of it or or not, or just use it as like the intro music to the podcast you're trying to launch or the Twitch stream you're trying to do or like whatever. Right. And all of a sudden, though, you you change the dynamic between like, I have to go get in this big studio to make something sound commercially viable. And instead, I've got this thing I can go do whatever I want with. So that's why we talk about this is like, it's the opening note of what we're doing. The starting line is this mint because it's not like we dropped the project and like, okay, great. We dropped our PFP and now we're gonna uh, go off on a roadmap where we might make some merch and whatever and that's it. No, it's like, okay, now you're a holder. Now we've put this out there. Now we see what the community makes. And now, okay, what's the next step to turning on even more access to the creative AI, to that community, and to be others beyond that community, right? You could, you just, forgot, oh, did we forget but, to mention that, that you guys say that the um, holders of the NFTs get commercial rights? We might have forgot to mention that, but that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, you're a holder of the NFT, you got commercial rights, both the derivative art by Andy Poon, but also the music. Do, it, do what you want with it. License it remix it put a top line on it um put it on an album buy a bunch of them make a whole album out of it like 
it's all you. You do what you want with it. Amazing. If you want to see more of that utility and the roadmap associated with Warps, go to the Warp Sound website. It's warpsound.ai. Uh, I'm Bobby Hundreds. You're listening to Bomb Talk. And today we're talking about artificial intelligence, music, and NFTs with our friends at Warps. This is Jeff Nicholas, the founder. We have Mike Shinoda in the room. Brandon, it's just crushing it right now. Steve also speaking on behalf of Warps. We have a very special guest. We have Mark Hoppus up here from Blink. And uh, Mark and Mike and I are, are in a group chat. <laughs> We've been in a pandemic group chat the last couple of years. And this topic has, has bubbled up. And I, I just wanted Mark's perspective on it. Um, I know that Mark has been, uh, I, I would say, NFT curious um, over the last year or so. And, uh, and and as he's looking at everything that's going on with AI music, I just I know he's going to have a really defined opinion on what's happening. Well, the, I, uh, going off of what Jeff was just saying, like there's uh, there's a lot of AI music that's out there right now. Like you can download different uh, drum programs and you can basically tell it, I want this style of drum and I want it to be at this tempo and I want it to be, I want it to be, you know, like, uh, even on garage band, they have like, you, you can program drums by just dragging, uh, on a, on an axis and make it more complicated or more simple. You can, uh, write songs. They already have like MIDI downloadable MIDI chord progressions. Like if you want to write a happy song, if you want a song in, in a minor, if you want a upbeat song, whatever it is. And I, it's giving, people a lot of uh the barrier of entry to making music like jeff was saying is so low right now that it's really just a playground you can go and make an amazing album on a laptop or possibly even an ipad you know it's it's really exciting for young artists i think that's one of the coolest things mark is like the the idea that like the the barrier to entry is lower the tools are better all of a sudden, like you can explore ideas that maybe were too expensive to explore or too hard to explore because you can just play and AI gives you the ability to play and these new other tools give you the ability to play. And as a kid, you know, or, or someone, you know, just coming into music who maybe doesn't even have any music theory or, or even any care for music theory is just like, let me just push these buttons and play around and see, though, that sounds good. I like, I like where that's going. Right. And and um, that that like playground that like I like to call it the messy creative process. You're just like banging into stuff and and something comes out of it, um, I think, is is crucial to finding new and, and not just repeating the same thing over and over again um, that, you know, has been done before. Totally. That's it, Mark, just totally. Well, I mean, what? what... <laughs> I can I can say more. I can be like that podcast guy that basically repeats what everybody says. But uh... <laughs> did Mike just get rugged? Mark came on and rugged Mike. <laughs> um, but for everyone who joined a little bit late in the conversation, Jeff, if you don't mind, just breaking down really quickly, warps and warps, and what is why yeah. today is so momentous? What is happening right now as far as yeah. the presale, and then what's happening tomorrow? Um, but yeah, yeah. So, so warps is, we've been talking about AI music warps is the first, uh, generative drop that we're doing with warp sound. So 9,999, uh, generative PFPs by Emmy winning artist, Andy Poon, but that's not just, it's not just the PFP art. It's coupled with AI composed music that's based on the traits of that PFP. Uh, that all comes together in a package. That's the NFT. And you have commercial rights to both the art and the music. 
What's really interesting for us is that music is one of one music that's generated by AI. And it's, we fed the traits. So the trait metadata, the hat that the character's wearing, the background color, you know, all of the different traits fed into the AI. And then the AI created different music based on that mapping. So, you know, there might be a happy vibe or a sad vibe or whatever. It has mapped all of that and, uh, and created new original music. So it's, as far as we know, it's the first uh, of any sort of AI system to do that and put that stuff together in that way. Um, so we're really interested to see what people do with it. Today is the pre-sale. So if you're not on that pre-sale list, I'm sorry, it's closed, but that's happening today. And then tomorrow at 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific will be the public drop. And then the reveal of the characters and the music is later on in the week. But yeah, it's, it's, we've been building <laughs> to this point since September um, and, you know, Bobby, it's, it's like one of those things, like no paid media, no paid followers, none of that organic, you know, one-to-one -one connection, pulling people in, into the Discord who are interested in art and music. And we're really, really, um, really inspired by what's happened. Like the community that's formed in the Discord and around the project is really special, really supportive, really all about collaboration. Um, so, so yeah, we, we can't wait to see what happens. Hi, Bobby. It's me. It's what Lindsay. people? Oh, Lindsay, oh. please speak. Please. Hello. The floor is yours. Listen, I'm freaking out. I just, I'm having a moment, and I just wanted to say I'm, I'm up on the stage. There's like a ten zillion people in here, and you know the 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 pre-sales going on. I've, I'm like on a stage with all of you. Like, I'm a music freak, so you know. Hello, Mark. We, I don't think we've ever met Mike, Brandon. Oh, my God. Jeff, of course. Bobby, thank you for doing this. Um, this has been so exciting, and I, I, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help but un, un Mike and just – I'm freaking out. This is – it's just so, so exciting. <laughs> and, and the things well, that I'm – Okay. So it, Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say I'm so excited to, to hear what everybody's going to do with this music, you know? That's the, with, with the commercial rights and just like the ideas that I've been hearing from people and who knows, maybe I'll write a top line. You never know. Maybe Bobby, it might be you. You might do it. We might, we might Please do a do. rock together. You know I, what I mean? I, I'm so down for that, Lindsay. I wanted to add context for everyone in the room. Lindsay is the reason why we're even having this spaces right now. She coordinated everything. She's really the wizard behind the curtain. Uh, for almost everyone up on stage for basically everything <laughs> she's like uh she, she she really is she's like my spiritual advisor and um everyone needs a Lindsay in this in this web3 space um can we talk really quickly about music and nfts and um it's something that it's a subject that I feel like comes up a lot. And um, it seems like people are having difficulties trying to figure out how they can work together when it's also at the same time seems very obvious that it is this, the industry and the space that is most uh, ready for disruption. And it seems like NFTs just fit perfectly here. Um, but I think what you're doing, Jeff, uh, with Warp Sound is probably the best example of how uh, NFTs and music can work together because, you know, kind of representative of this room, right? Um, I've been talking a lot about why spaces, you know, Twitter spaces and clubhouses have been 
so so intriguing i i guess and, and why they've caught on so well over the last couple of years is that you're not listening to a podcast with a singular guest and a singular voice and one singular point of view when you come into these rooms you're listening to our collective ideas and that's why things are moving faster than ever innovation wise is because we're really becoming you know this this kaleidoscope of opinions and thoughts and creativity on the matter um, and so when I'm listening to today's conversation, just thinking of music, and we're so used to listening to solo artists, singular people, you know, with an instrument and then bands, right? Um, but now we're going to be listening to a community, right? A community who might be the biggest music artist on the planet or make the, the biggest top hit of the year, a community to do that. Um, I think we're watching something really revolutionary happen here. And uh, so it's just kind of like a looser question for everyone. You know, how can NFTs and music continue to work together? Why has it been hard for people to figure that out? Um, is it because of the, the way the system has been set up or the gatekeepers or whatever it is? Um, yeah. And just like what your hopes are for it as we as we enter tomorrow. I'd love to hear from Mike and Mark and, and Brandon, too, on this. I, I just wanted to chime in on it first. My, I started my career in music back um i was assistant tour manager for unwritten law then i tour managed for jason moraz then i was working within management companies and then i ended up at a creative agency you know creating stuff for artists and then i was over at live nation for a little while trying to spearhead innovation over there and what what i what i've run into the entirety of that career has been a really difficult time a really the industry has a really difficult time with innovation and there's a lot of different reasons for that, but there's people who are trying to protect what they have. The industry itself has been really burned by technology. Um, when you think back to the Napster days and you think, and then the artist community has been really burned by streaming in, in so far as like the royalty side of that. So there's a lot of pressure I feel against innovation and technology within the music industry in particular. So it, the the a lot of what we're seeing now are independent artists and people who don't believe in that old way who do believe that innovation is the way forward are able to kind of get out from under that and create new things so it's it's that messy creative process that's happening within nfts where people are exploring new distribution methods and new creation methods and all kinds of new stuff um so it, it's very like like genesis nucleus moment for music in, in the space uh i think that it's more a matter of convincing the public at large that music and nfts can be tied together in a way that is beneficial for them i mean ever since uh ever since the dawn of the internet i feel like people don't take ownership of music seriously i think that people think that music should be free or easily consumable or ubiquitous everywhere uh i don't see people except for when people buy vinyl nobody's really buying an actual thing an actual ownable whatever it is i mean is, is an nft in music basically the same as, as drm it's a good i mean that's like one of the fundamental things that i i hear a lot of music uh web3 conversations kind of like orbiting around um it feels like they're like you know n nobody has cracked the code on what the what the item or the items would look like 
Um, and the closest things are the ones that are the most familiar at this point. People are just making, they're making NFTs of albums and songs and things like that. Um, I, I don't know why it strikes me as, as a little weird today as I'm thinking about it that um, like, you know, 20 years ago, like maybe, maybe 25 years ago, you'd have, you had this like huge, um, like CDs were, were king and the music industry was making an an insane amount of money. Like they were on top. Um, And then, you know, MP3s and, and Napster and things like that showed up and crushed their bottom line and people were downloading all the songs for free. The CD died. Artists were hurting. Labels were firing people left and right. I remember being in like one of the like bathrooms at the label and overhearing two guys who were working there talk and they were just like terrified for their jobs and their livelihoods that they would get fired at any moment that any weird little thing they said in a meeting could be taken the wrong way and they get they get canned um and then from that now we've gotten what happened like basically what the way i see it is that streaming came up and now the labels are safe. Those guys who were worried in the bathrooms, like they're doing great. They're like, oh man, we're making all this money. Our bottom lines look fat. Like everyone's getting, you know, promotions and moving around in the company. We're experimenting with new tech and working with TikTok and so on. And the artists are the ones who are going, wait a minute, we're making like, I said this the other day on my stream, but there, there was a, there was a, a JPEG. Well, there's a comment that was, that was um, passed around by T-Pain. And he said that, you know, did you realize that an artist, let's say, for example, he was, sh- he was showing the different royalty rates from different sh- streaming services. And if you if you stream a song on, on Spotify, the artist gets one third of a penny for that stream. But that's actually wildly inaccurate. That's how much Spotify pays out from that one third of a penny. The label takes money. The publisher takes money. The uh, the the managers take money. The attorneys business managers if you've got multiple people in your band they split that money up at the end of the day and then taxes get taken out like you're getting a one one millionth of a penny at the end of that whole thing and the artists like i think that one of the things that people see in this nft and blockchain related space is that what it's prioritizing is the idea of the of, of the value of the ownership and the rarity of the items so in in essence it turns it almost more into like uh, Bobby and I have talked about like the the streetwear analogies of uh, limited edition items and sneakers and collectibles, and the fact that you can make these digital collectibles that that musicians are truly so good at making, um, and and musicians are also truly so good at at rounding up their community. Like those elements seem like they're primed for some really big ideas and some really big breakthroughs in terms of the value. And the transfer of value of music-related projects. Um, yeah, I, want, I wanted to tap in first off. I want to shout out all the musicians that have done successful NFT projects. I see Spotty, Wi-Fi, BT, Black Dave. I know there's a lot of people that have put a lot of thought into this in the space. Um, I've thought a lot about this as well. Just a small story. In 2014, I linked up with Timberland and uh, put out a mixtape called Shine. He fully supported it. Put it on his Twitter. This was at the height of Empire. And that's how I got my first start in terms of a fan base of music. But because of the things Mike just just mentioned in terms of the economics, that wasn't enough to be viable to actually jumpstart a real career. And so that's when I decided to join Apple and to merge the tech side. And so just thinking about fixing the economics is something I'm very passionate about. 
I think really one of the problems is that we, we take this line between music and tech and treat as a, treat it as if it's this very concrete thing when it's not. Like the word NFT is just an open source thing that someone contributed in 2018 to the code base. Anybody could contribute another version of it that's better for musicians. And so I think really what we need to think of is not how does music bend to the rules of NFTs, but rather how do we change the infrastructure to what musicians actually want? Because that's a possibility. Like you don't have to think of it as if the NFT is the rule um, kind of ubiquitously. So I'm just going to add. Oh, sorry. You know, oh, it's okay. It'll be quick. Um, like, I just wanted to add as a dev on the team and, you know, kind of new to this space as a musician, as a composer, like the things that I'm, that I'm seeing and experiencing amongst my peers is just how excited they are about the tech. And I know that's maybe off subject, but like, it's really inspired us on the team um, to make really, really cool stuff for people to play with and for ourselves to play with, you know, selfishly. Um, so, so to see like web through, to see NFTs almost be like a ticket to this experience, to like what we're, what we're building and for people to be able to play around with that, that democratization of this, um, it's, it's both, like I was saying before, like a creative expression, but, but also knowing that there's going to be a ton of people that get to engage with this, um, and, and that we're in this for the long haul. So, um, you know, I don't know of another way that, that this kind of thing would even be possible. I think also that uh, bands can use, artists can use NFTs as like the ultimate fan club, you know, like uh, early access to merch, early access to tickets, get them information. Uh, I think the bands could really use that technology to engage with their audience as a whole. Yeah, shout out to uh, the Death Bats Club, the um, Avenge Sevenfold uh fan club those i saw actually i saw a death bat or two in the in this uh twitter space um those that's basically what those guys are doing and if you haven't if you're in the space and you haven't checked it out yet it's funny because there's so many electronic artists um in the space but not not as many bands um and avenged is a band that i would i would definitely keep an eye on I'm going to invite Sandy back up on stage to one more time remind everyone about the POAPs. Sandy, do you mind if you have a moment just explaining how everyone can claim a free NFT to say that you were here today? Yeah, of course. Um, so, hey, everyone. Thank you guys for joining and listening on this great conversation. Um, over here in our pinned tweets for the Twitter spaces, and you're going to have to scroll through a bunch of amazing tweets, um, great works, designs from Andy Poon and everything. But um, there is a tweet. Um, that says GM Squad. It's an early one today. Um, and if you go ahead and click that one, there'll be a link to a form for you to fill out and receive your pull-up. Um, for those of you who are unfamiliar of what it is, it is basically um, like a ticket stub. Whenever you go to a concert or whenever you go see a movie and you hold on to something that means value, this is the valuable conversation and you do not want to miss the plot for this. So go ahead and fill that out. You will need a redeem code and the redeem code is machine shop. One word, all caps machine shop so go ahead and fill that out and we will give you your collab by the end of the week sandy you're the best thank you i'm going to start winding it down um, i'm sorry these bomb talks are just an hour long just to give you a little taste if you're curious go to warp sounds website warpsound.ai uh, to learn more and to figure out more about warps and, and we're all seeing a, a really big future for this project uh please please do your research um 
let's see here. I, I, I wanted to end on one note, and it's just an, an overall sentiment, something I've been thinking about lately, but especially seeing in this room. Uh, I'm just so proud of everyone here who is just down to dream, innovate, innovate, and try. Like just the fact that so many of us are out here just trying and putting their necks on the lines, putting their careers and reputations out there. Uh, we're all getting laughed at. <laughs> like as cool as we think we are for knowing about NFTs and Web3, most of our friends and family are just rolling their eyeballs at us um, and the greater world is. And, uh, and I just think it says something about us as whatever this ilk of artists, this, this generation or this, this segment of our community that is so beyond curious that they're willing to put everything on the line you know, I come from streetwear and fashion and, um, you know, some of our other guests up here on stage are coming from from tech or from music. And we're all jumping into this and saying this is the future and we're down to do it. And just the fact that we're trying, we're not saying that we know the future, we're the experts or this is how, this is the truth or the fact or how it's going to be forever. But we're just like, hey, we see something coming and we're going to try for it. I, I just think that's really commendable. And so, um, listen, I'm super inspired listening to some really incredible musicians and artists and um, you know tech founders up here on stage talking just about how they're kind of just blindly walking into this vision and um, and so yeah I think we need to support that idea more Jeff uh, as we're going into today with the pre-sale and tomorrow the public for uh, sale for warps what are your I guess what what is your idea of success? You know, what, what is, what's, what would make you happy to see transpire over the next couple of days and then the weeks and the months to come? I mean, I think we've, we've already, we've already hit it. Um, where we see a lot of excitement from people around the project and those people are getting to mint and later on in the week, they'll get to reveal and start playing with that music and, and start enjoying the thing that we've put out for them. For me, for us, for the team, you know, speaking for the, the entirety of the team, like that is success for us. Um, seeing a community of people spring up that really wants to engage with this and it feels really passionate about it. Thanks so much, Jeff. What about you, Lindsay? I, I, would, I would love for you to have the last word. <laughs> um, what about me? Wait, what? Sorry, I was, I was just like, in you were Discord, texting me on the side multi- is what you were doing. It's all right. That's true. I was. <laughs> you uh, got just, me. Wait, what, what are my what hopes you, and dreams? What would make me yeah, happy? For, for the project. For, yeah. for the project. <laughs> um, my hopes and dreams for the project. I I mean, whoa. Good question. Um, yeah, I mean, not to sound like super cheesy, but I think that my hopes and dreams have already been fulfilled. Um I am, I'm really, really looking forward. That's, yeah, that's not true. My, I, what I really want to see is um, what, what everybody's going to do with it. That, that's what I want to see. The kinds of collaborations, the kinds of, um, you know, s- social interactions and people meeting. This is what, to me, this is, this is what it's all about. Um, you know, we've talked about this and, and the, kind of what social media did uh, for me anyway, after um, the media kind of had all control and, and then all of a sudden we had a voice and now kind of moving into this more social interaction 
uh, combined. And I'm, I'm just, I'm freaking out. Like, you know, we've seen what Mike has done with the music. Um, Brandon, I've already been like harassing Brandon to, um, to rap over these. And, and, you know, and then we're going to see Flostradamus is coming into our, um, he's coming into our discord and, and Tara, who's been working on the project. She's a singer songwriter. She's going to, she's like, she's threatening us with an entire album, which I'm just, I'm here for. So um, I don't, you can tell I'm like I said, I'm a music freak. I'm just like, I'm, I'm so excited. I can't, I can't be contained. I'm already happy. And I, and I will say Bobby, cause I know, I know we're running short on time, but this is just the beginning for us. Like that, that is a hundred percent. Like the, the truth, like as soon as we get these in people's hands, now it, it kickstarts, you know, a multi-year, you know, plan of, of like building out incredible creative AI tech but also doing things like a giveaway to EDC Las Vegas for 2022 and a remix contest with Audius that's going to launch in February and other things that we're doing for this community to help, you know, infuse our love of music and, and tech. I've worked alongside Jeff and Lindsay uh, for decades at this point. And um, so I have very high hopes for this project, just knowing their track records and their work ethic these people really grind it out and uh and they really love what they're what they're doing here and what they're imagining it seems to be that the best projects in this space come from people who are true avid participants of the culture and and watching jeff and Lindsay over the last year you know from from the apes community to supporting abs to um supporting all the other projects in in the ecosystem and now coming forward uh, with their own is really, really beautiful to watch. And I think it's going to be a testament to, to the reach and the longevity of this project. So we're all here to see it. Mike, uh, thank you so much for joining us today on stage. Same with you, Brandon uh, and Steve. And we had a special guest, Mark Hoppus. Please follow everyone up here on stage. Please follow Warps. If you want to learn more, we could have talked about this for another 10 hours, which means that we will have to return for a follow-up episode to talk more about music and NFTs. I feel like I was just texting someone on the side, a friend of mine who was just like, wow, this is super interesting. And I was like, this is probably the most uh, captivating on my, in, in terms of just myself, the most I've been interested in one of these bomb talk discussions uh, in a long time. So I think it, I think we're moving forward from just educating people about NFTs, Web3 and Metaverse to we're all now collectively imagining and creating what the future could be. And, and this is where, when I think it's going to really start getting exciting. Uh, if you missed any part of today's bomb talk, it is recorded and will be put up uh, in a few days, wherever you listen to your podcast, along with all the past bomb talks, uh, please follow me also Bobby hundreds and Adam bomb squad. And we will see you in a week. Uh, have a good one, everyone get out there and support warps. <laughs>